truth is, I am Iron Man. Be Frankie. I'm gonna make him an offer again with you. You talking to me? You talking to me? Why did you make me do this? This is the way. But what is grief? If not love, persevering. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. I like the way you die, boy. up everybody welcome back to brackets and b-rolls the podcast that brings together march madness movies in the best motherfucking way possible it's me your host fly guy ty and unfortunately not with me as always my boy quattro couldn't make it today but instead i have someone just as great go and let the people know who you are hey it's uh it's derek it's that d rosenberg if you will god damn it that d rosenberg at this point you you're you practically irregular you've done the past yeah. four episodes yeah and still you guys will not hear at least two of them for another week. <laughs> like parts one and two. <laughs> yeah. Where is a, it's a very Tarantino delivery of this. Like we're giving you the ending first, and then and then we'll go back and we'll explain how I got here. Yeah, you know it's uh it's it's more engaging that way. You know it, it is. Who who likes to be handheld through movies? I don't. Yeah, and I don't. That's and I know a lot of people who do, which is why they haven't liked this movie. I was going to say this is a today. beautiful segue. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just gonna jump right into it. But before we get into that, <laughs> I jumped the gun a little bit. Uh, you guys know what to do. Leave us for those five star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts, or don't. At this point, I don't really care. No, do it. Yeah, do fuck it. it. Yeah, do it. This yeah. is this is a threat. It is that D Rosenberg will just like you will be murked. If you don't do it, like it's just I don't make the rules. I'm sorry. It's just he, he I can't I can only control him so much. So, you know, he's 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 going to have to get loose eventually. So I don't know. Five star ratings, uh, reviews. Eh, words are hard sometimes, but just what did we say last time? Just write oh, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> which is so much funnier because we didn't even talk about no. It's mentioned like in passing at the very end, just like, hey, you know what this was supposed to be? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I because when I re-listened to the episode to, um, to take notes on it, I in the beginning we I'm I'm I belabor how much I do not want to spend a lot of time on <laughs> Comic Con. I'm just like, man, you know, this is not that interesting. This is just some cool stuff, you know, real quick announcements, and then we'll get right into the movie. And then an hour goes by, and I'm like, holy fuck, we still haven't talked about the movie. There was a lot. There was a lot. We're passionate. We're uh, verbose. There's uh, two, no, uh, phase five and six, and a little DC two-pack, I guess. A taste. <laughs> a sous-son. <laughs> of, of, of what's to come, um, which, newsflash, they don't have anything to come. They don't know what the fuck's going on. They don't even know what's going on with Ezra Miller. Um, but... Enough of that. Before we get into the review, uh, my favorite part of the show. What have you been into, man? What okay. Been reading, watching, okay. just uh, no, one or two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I've been reading mm. as something different. Mm, okay. Uh, is that with with those announcements from Comic Con and Marvel? Nice. Um, I have read the nineteen eighty. Four, four, yes. Uh, version or storyline or what have you of Marvel's Secret Wars. Nice, nice. 
Um, there is another version that I'm going to get to soon enough from uh, 2015, I believe. Mm. Um, it was. Uh, I've just read the the 12 issue run of the actual Secret Wars series. Mm-hmm. I have been then, um, which is it's a pretty self contained story, but there are some tie ins. Uh, not as much tie ins as much as like, hey, the issues of uh, Avengers, Captain America, Amazing Spider-Man, Thor, X-Men, a couple others that happened just prior to the release. Mm-hmm. So uh, for anyone who has read that storyline, um, basically it starts with all of these heroes and villains just being teleported via these giant like flying saucer looking things to a different part of the universe. Um and the previous issues from all these different store, uh, all these different comics is like whatever they were dealing with in their lives and their normal run of the comics. And then them going to Central Park and going, what's that crazy glowing thing over there? And then bloop, and then they <laughs> get taken away. And uh, so it's a little interesting to kind of see what they were up to beforehand. And then I'm going to read the ones that are immediately following it. Um, so after they've come back. And mm-hmm. so like some of them. There's some kind of weird, different things going on. Spider-Man gets his black suit, yeah, yeah, the symbiote one. suit, which we don't know is that yet in that in that like, story. Um, so that'll be interesting. I want to read a couple issues of that. Yeah, um, and I then like Fantastic Four, the thing stays behind. Spoilers for a story yeah. that's from the '80s. Uh, <laughs> What's that forty? Um, almost. We're coming up on the 40th <laughs> anniversary. Wow. <laughs> uh, the thing stays behind uh, for his own reasons. You'll have to read to find that out. Mm-hmm. But the person that they take back to fill his spot on the Fantastic Four is She-Hulk, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of so people like, don't remember. There's some interesting stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of people don't rem- no, don't know that the Fantastic Four have actually had quite a few people on their team. Because um, Spider-Man was on there for a little bit. She-Hulk was on there for a little bit. Um, those are the two most notable off the mm-hmm. top of my head, I know there's some other people. Like that's like been the Fantastic Four. I I really I really like that uh, that team because that was one of the first comics I think I ever read. So I've got a, a real attachment to Fantastic Four. But anyway, um, uh, oh yeah, touch on what you said about the black suit. Mm-hmm. Um, one that's a really iconic issue. Like it's like the cover of it is really cool. Yes. Um, but which is why like I'm so happy that like it's one of my prized comic possessions. Uh, but I think uh, just reading that it was so it was such a like a bummer to me. I was like, oh man, it'd be really cool if like Peter had gotten the this the the goop from like Titan or something. Mm-hmm. That'd have been really cool, but it's not where the MCU was going. So I understand. Yeah, yeah, no, but I get what you mean. Yeah, it, it, like we had it right there. Like it was, we have the almost, almost. But, but then I'm sure also, they like, there's so much else going on. It's like, does that bog it down just a little Probably. bit? Probably. But I, mean, I feel like Infinity War is is balanced. The film is balanced so well mm-hmm. that like to add another thing would kind of make. And I don't even it. I don't even mean like uh, make it like a plot point because I, I think that movie, like you said, it is packed to the brim. But I honestly, I I my head kind of goes to making it like a, and I guess he's dusted by the end, but making it like a little post credit scene, like mm-hmm, making it just mm-hmm. like a throwaway like scene, like something that only you would know if you're paying attention, if you know what that means. But it it doesn't pay off for another few movies. Something oh, yeah. that like we 
See it because I don't want to like. I'm I don't all want for to, that. I don't I'm want all to, for like, like give me a subtle thing that pays off three movies later. Yeah, like, yeah. man. Just like because how cool would it be if he's walking on Titan and he steps in something? He's like, oh, what the fuck is that? And it's black, and you just see him like walking. You're like, what the fuck? And then uh, now we're on whatever the new movie is after No Way Home. You know, he just for whatever reason he finds it again, and then we get black suit Tom Tom Holland. But anyway. Yeah. Um, enough of that. Really glad you're reading Secret Wars, though. That is, it's, I need to revisit it because I haven't read it since probably since I was a freshman in college. Yeah, that was when I bought the. That was around the time I bought the uh, the series. I definitely well, I just recently uh, subscribed to uh, Marvel Unlimited. Mm-hmm. They're uh, not, I'm, I'm thinking about getting not back streaming, on them. but uh, they're their online comic their database? digital comic database that yeah. you can yeah, and it's like basically using it to read the current. Uh, like Star Wars canon comics, because mm-hmm. all the stuff with Vader, Vader down, all of that's awesome. Um, and some of the side characters, just picking them up, and new characters that you haven't seen before. Uh, Afra for for a key key person there. Like her books are so so good. Um, and then once they announced Secret Wars, I was like, I should probably read these, yeah, just to get an idea Definitely. of what. Because what I love about Marvel films is like they don't. They don't try and make because they can't make it all fit the same way that it did in the in the comics. Yeah, yeah. And this one will absolutely probably be more closely related to the uh, 2015 version of Secret Wars, I would assume. Yeah, especially given given what what seeds we uh, they've planted via schedule that we've seen. Yeah, very unlikely or not unlikely, but I would honestly, I'd almost find it uh, a bit of a letdown if we do if we don't go 2015 and we go 84 84 is cool yeah but 15 is the cooler one like it's and it's go big or go home you know yeah uh and then what i felt because i've always been more of a dc comics reader than a marvel comics reader Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting to kind of finally dive into some of these storylines yeah and i've picked up things here and there i've read you know uh uh Civil War mm-hmm. and have you read Secret Invasion? Because that's something no. I would recommend reading I, before yeah. the show. I want that is to a, love that series. Yes. Show, or that oh. story. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I'm definitely like going to jump into some of the more modern ones. Mm-hmm. Um, modern is relative, I know, but yeah, I get what you mean. Contemporary, maybe. Um, Point is, yeah. But yeah, it's like I, I want to do that. And what I found funny about Secret Wars is that it gave me Crisis on Infinite Earths vibes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, whenever I was kind of reading up about it and like the release dates for these things, because it's like Secret Wars was a twelve issue run, so it ran for a year. Yeah, started in eighty, like April of eighty four, mm-hmm. ran then till April of eighty five, basically, May, or maybe. March. And then in the same, like, so it ran for a year, and then whenever its final issue came out in the same month, I believe, is that when the Crisis first started? issue of Crisis on Infinite Earths came out, and then it <laughs> ran for twelve issues. So it was like back to back, very cool. similar storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Crisis on Infinite Earths one is more confusing. Yes, but two, I would agree, also has a more lasting effect. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think that kind of speaks to because the same way that you read, uh, read more DC than Marvel. I'm the opposite, so mm-hmm. I read. So I had that same like feeling of like, um, first time I read Court of Owls was cool. I still haven't finished that uh, Batman run. that whole run. Yeah, oh, I still want to. I love it so much. Um. Uh, uh, first time I read Death in the Family. Honestly, I don't even care for Death in the Family. That like it's cool, but like I care for more like but the Long Court Halloween, of Owls alone. Long that ha- is... the Long Halloween is probably my favorite oh. Batman story. But um, point is like I've had that I had that same feeling reading some of that stuff. So when I read uh, Crisis for the first time, I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> but I also know like 
a lot like there's a like shit so much happened from crisis whereas battle world excuse me secret wars um especially the 84 one it's like uh it's it's almost spider-man gets his black suit that's the big... that's the consequential thing to come out of that and it's like i i feel and well you haven't there's a couple of things that there there are a couple more things that will happen in other secret wars stories okay but for the most part like you said lasting effects marvel's really bad about that like they do not they do not stick to their punches whatsoever um so yeah but whatever um but a good read yeah definitely definitely a good read uh what have i been into got yeah. to see marcel the show with no shoes on or nice. with, excuse me with shoes on nice um that was adorable delightful would love to see it again uh obviously i saw nope twice right would lo- i almost saw it a third time uh just didn't work out um thor love and thunder was cool only murders i've been catching up on uh i think that's all i really care to mention i feel like there's something else but if it's not on my mind i don't care uh, I did rewatch both Get Out and Us before watching Nope. Nice. I was going to rewatch Get Out, and then um, I ended up falling asleep. And then I, I don't. I still want to though because I haven't seen it in a little longer than I'd like. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's awesome. But that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and get into it. The thing that y'all are here for uh, our review of Nope. So let's go ahead uh directed nope directed by excuse me released in 2022 directed by jordan peele written by jordan peele starring daniel kaluuya kiki palmer stephen young and brandon perea with the synopsis that reads after random objects falling from the sky result in the death of their father ranch owning siblings oj and emerald haywood attempt to capture video evidence of of an unidentified flying object with the help of tech salesman angel torres and documentarian antlers holst with a Rotten Tomato score of 82% and a critic and an audit, excuse me, critic score of 82%, audience score of 70%, and a critic consensus that reads, admirable for its originality and ambition, even when its reach exceeds its grasp, nope, adds Spielbergian spectacle to Jordan Peele's growing arsenal. What if I told you that today you'll leave here different. Pops. Pops! I'm talking to you. Bro, what'd you see? Something above the clouds. That's big. How big? Big. You think whatever killed Pops is out there? Right here, you are gonna witness an absolute spectacle. So what happens next? Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Here we go. Now, spoiler free before we get into spoiler filled thoughts. What would you say about Nope, Derek? Um, I loved this movie. I, I was excited since the first poster because it has Jordan Peele's name on it. Um, but then I was correct. I was definitely excited from the first trailer should have been the only trailer. Also correct. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. And as my girlfriend Dahlia will say. I hate trailers made for stupid people. Um, Damn, he's three for three. Because it's like 
we got enough intrigue in that first trailer without any answers. And the second trailer, having seen the movie, still doesn't give away like what is truly going on. But you see the UFO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I didn't need to see that in the trailer. That would yeah. have been a good reveal. Yeah. Uh, of like, you know, what it looks like and what we're truly dealing with here. Perhaps counterpoint. What if we? What if Jordan Peele knows like the climate of movie watching in the way that like YouTubers break the fuck out of like break shit down to like their most basic level. Mm-hmm. So in his head, he's my, he's maybe like, you know what? The UFO isn't the thing that I care about hiding the most. So okay. I'll give you something. Like, I'll give something to give people in the trailers to break down so they don't focus on any of the more important stuff. Very, is, very good point. It's like a red herring almost. Yeah. Because yeah. the because I feel like a lot of people might misinterpret that the UFO is like the... Like seeing the first trailer, you might be like, is this like an abduction movie? Mm-hmm. But like if you give the UFO like... and. Because even after seeing the trailer, seeing the movie, I was still really surprised because like mm-hmm. it went in a direction I didn't really, I didn't know was going. Um, and I think, I, I feel like I agree. Like I hate trailers for stupid people just as much as you. But I also think, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Peel had um, deliberately decided to include the UFO as like a, I'll give something. I got It's a give and take. I'll give this and I'll keep everything else. I wonder how much of, how much control he has over his trailers. Very true. Because like, Christopher Nolan seems to be someone who very much like chooses what is in his trailers and he will give you everything and nothing in a trailer. And what I mean by that is like, you won't know what is going on in this trailer. Like we didn't know what tenant was. Some people still don't know what tenant was. Um, Yeah. I barely know what tenant was. (laughs) But like, like I remember the dark Knight uh, trailer Mm. and literally the final shot of the film is in the trailer. You don't know it at the time. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't really, you know, change anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, it's just an interesting choice. Of just like, yeah, we're just gonna put that final shot in there. Oh, I, I think you just, you just clicked, you just made something uh, click in me when I said it doesn't matter because like the end doesn't matter. It's how you get there. Yeah. Which is why for some, like, let's assuming like, because I ha- I do this bad thing where I assume if you're a good director, you just get a lot of you get a lot of uh, control over shit that happens. He might not have had anything to say about the mm-hmm. trailer, but like in my head canon, he did because um, it doesn't matter that the UFO is the thing. Like I'm not trying to hide that from you. You're gonna see it. I don't care if you see it. That's not what's important about the story I'm telling. What's important is what we're gonna get into. So yeah. what does that mean? And and how exactly. So yeah, that that might be another uh, look. But no, that's a really good point. Um. I think that's enough. I don't really care to talk about spoiler free. If you, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, It is not Jordan Peele's films. We have three examples of now Mm -hmm. are drastically different films. Yes, yes, all fall under a horror. uh, You know, adjacent. Yeah, it's like, like but they are all different. Like you, I don't know where you pulled that Spielbergian. Oh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It does because it reminds me. Like I could point out things. I don't know if that's, uh, if that's spoilery or not. But like things that it made me think of. I have a the way that my brain works. I guess is whenever I'm watching a movie, I go, oh, this reminds me of this other movie that I saw, or this you know makes me think of this, or this is connected to that. And so the the movies that really came to mind in this were, uh, War of the Worlds. 
Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds from 2004, I believe, Signs by M. Night Shyamalan, Mm -hmm. and Jaws, also Spielberg. Yeah, he also, uh, because Jordan, I'm looking for it right now, like where he, where where it's cited, but um, he cited quite a few uh, movies as inspiration for Oh, yeah, he always does that with his cast. Like, he's like, here are nine movies. Go Mm -hmm. watch these. All of you have to watch them so we're all on the same page. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Close Encounters was with just to be just to again reiterate the Spielberg point. Yeah, another another uh, which I don't I don't like Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I've never finished it because I fall asleep. I don't like that movie. I I like the score. I'm sure in the many years of my life that I have ahead of me, knock on wood, um, that I'll come across it again. But the few times that I've tried to watch it. Now, like I tried to watch it for school, I tried to watch it for my own, for, like for leisure. It was just didn't, it wasn't working for me. And mm-hmm. it's, it's whatever. Um, I don't know if I can find the list. Yeah, whatever. Not important. Point is, I agree. Like, he, I walked out of the movie like, damn, I feel like I just watched some, I feel like I know why Spielberg movies work because mm-hmm. I still haven't seen some of his most iconic ones, but like, I still, I understand movie making. So, like, I understand like the, I understand the language of how like to make this stuff work cinematically. So like I, I after seeing it for the first time, I was like, oh, I, I think I get like why Jaws works. Like I, I think mm-hmm. I understand it now. Um, the relationships between characters, um, you know, being given a problem and then having to figure out through our own strengths how we uh, how we overcome that. Organically building tension, um, which uh, I won't even get into that right now. But and uh, spectacle, yes. Yes, that is, if yeah, spectacle. That is the word of the day when it comes to nope. Um, but I think that's that's enough. I, I, there's only so much we can say spoiler free. We got a whole breakdown we can get through. Um, just go watch the movie if you haven't already. If you haven't, um, I would give it a uh, five out of seven. Okay. Perfect film. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> To all the people who get that reference, that's uh, for you. <laughs> uh, for people who um, who are still on the fence, what would you rate the movie uh, out of five or ten? I don't care. Okay. Uh, if I'm going by my letterboxed ratings, seeing it twice. The first time, I gave it a four and a half. Same. And my second watch... I think I bumped it to a five. Same. <laughs> I the only difference there being I know I bumped it to a five. I know I did. And then, <laughs> like yeah, that one. It was. It was. I'm very excited to see the movie again. Um, yeah, it, it it was honestly kind of funny just the way that my enjoyment of it, like the first time I saw it, shifted so drastically. Like the first, probably the first act or so. Um, I'm just like, I'm not necessarily not feeling it, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of like trying to settle into it. I'm like, ah, we'll, we'll see. Maybe. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know what, uh, how do all these parts here. fit together? Like and you're then, trying to figure it out. And then, um, I forgot what moment, but there's a moment in it. The first time I was watching it and I was like, God damn it. This motherfucker is a genius. And that, that was when it clicked for me and I was on f- for the rest of the way. And then seeing it again after that, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, it, from the jump, I was I could see everything. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 
I I want to be like Jordan Peele when I grow mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Uh. But yeah, so enough is, of that. It is a perfectly written script, <sighs> mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. I I will say, rewatching Get Out and Us, knowing the endings of those movies and like where we go with them, and then rewatching them, especially Get Out, uh, and then this one, everything that is said or stated or shown or brought up in the first act, it has a reason. Yeah, and it comes back, and yeah. I love that about. Good storytelling, setups and payoffs. Set yeah, and, and payoffs. that's the thing, and that's why it, it's just so like. Uh, and I guess now we can get in spoiler. Spoilers are happening now. From here on out, we will be spoiling the movie. If you haven't seen it, stop it right now. Go watch it. Come back, um, or keep listening if you don't care about spoilers. But we're starting. I'm trying to tell you, get the fuck out. <laughs> It's really it's really frustrating when people are like, "What was the point of the monkey?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, were you first out? of all? It's an ape. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? The? Oh my god. Ugh. Um, we can we can get into that though. So I I have a I have a different uh, method to this madness we're gonna try okay. today. So um, we're just gonna go I guess plot point by plot point. Um, we can skip around a little bit, but uh, I just I think this might give us a, a more um, uh, linear, even though the movie itself isn't entirely linear but linear mm-hmm. but it, uh, it will give us a linear way of uh just breaking down discussing little different parts of the movie um so bef- uh, before i get into it though if you have seen it you know that it's broken up in the chapters each chapter introduced with an intertitle, mm-hmm. i believe is the word for it um uh but yeah so this is uh stuff that happened when the movie opens up we get we, we open on a flashback of ricky jupe park um uh steven yen's character uh hiding from gordy we like that's the and we don't even know that at the time yeah we we just see him hiding under we we see him under a table we don't we see his point of view mm. in the opening shots you don't even know where we're looking from mm, okay you're just seeing the chaos of the set and do we and do we get a cut back to his face at all never before never in the in the beginning okay okay and then yeah so because once it then circles around and you make the connection of what's going on mm. it's like Oh yeah, yeah. Because it is, it hangs out there at the beginning, and it's kind of like, what is, what is this? Where are we starting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, where are the horses? <laughs> shortly, shortly after that, um, like we open on that, like completely, not necessarily completely. Uh, it's not completely unrelated, but seemingly unrelated event, which right. he opens each of his movies with, uh, an, an inc- not a, not an inciting incident, but something that happens that is not related immediately to what's going on. But pays off at yeah, some point later yeah. in the movie. He did that in Get Out. He did it in Us, and he's done it here. The man has the man likes his patterns, and they work. They they work they well. They work. Um. So next thing we we get from uh the that flashback. Now we're uh on the on the Haywood Ranch, Hollywood Haywood horses, Hollywood horses, Hay, Hay, Haywood Hollywood horses. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. A- um. Otis Haywood Senior is um. Him and OJ are just kind of like doing doing their horse ranch things and they're horsing around, if you will. <laughs> and um, Otis Hayward, o- Otis Hayward, uh, uh, Otis Senior, excuse me, gets um, was that a nickel or a quarter in it's his a head? Nickel. And his, yeah. he has a fucking a coin kills him. A yeah. coin falling from the sky that we don't know. We don't know how the fuck that happens. We're just like the fuck. Um, and then 
he's he's dead. Very, very yeah. dead. <laughs> and and underutilization of Keith David. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> that man is everywhere. First I of love all. I love Keith David. He, he works. He works. He he works well in this movie. Um, what happens next? So uh, after that, after the death of uh, Otis Senior, the man in charge of the Haywood Ranch, now uh, running it, falls on OJ, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character. And uh, Emerald, Emerald Haywood, uh, Kiki Palmer. Uh, so the next thing we see is um, they're at a commercial shoot um, trying to, uh, Lucky, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to get prepared to do this commercial. Emerald's late. Um, and we see here, like, the beginnings of, like, it, it almost feels like this scene is really important to understanding the family dynamic here. Yeah. Of, of who... Emerald is and who OJ is in relation to each other. And especially and like as the movie goes on, we find out like their relationship to their dad and like the way that they both had different relationships. But uh still having having this scene here uh is is important, I think, for that very reason. Cause we quickly realize that OJ uh is all business, but he needs help. He yes. he definitely needs help. He he is far better at the horse training parts of this and not the people yes not the people part yeah like interacting explaining just like just the part of this that like it's very important because he has to you need to let people know like yeah. hey how this is how you do this kind of thing and his sister emerald comes in and she she really steals the show there and we like that is all we need to know like she is the personality of the two of them he's just he he's more quiet, more reserved. He's not useless, but he's um he he's very much he's he's the shy one of the two of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so after that, uh, things go to shit there because OJ uh doesn't speak up and tell the guy not to. I mean, granted, no one's listening to him, and but, that's I think that's a key point mm-hmm. is like no one is listening to the person who kn- who knows the most about what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. These are the horse trainers. We have a live animal on set. And every minute, like someone's just like a new bit of information. It's just like, okay, now we're gonna do this. Oh no, no, now we're gonna do this. And it's just like, well, this is a this is a horse. I don't like, know if you've noticed this animal standing. That here. thing isn't like I don't care how many times how fast you want it to move. If it doesn't want to move that quickly, it's not. It's like, oh, well, we're we're going. So tell the horse, tell the horse we're gonna do one take. It's like, just like mm, that's not how this works. Do you know what animals are? <laughs> but. Uh, moving on because we have a lot to get through. Yeah. OJ. So after that happens, um, like they leave the set. OJ and Ki- uh, Kiki. I wrote Kiki. M. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, OJ and M. Emerald are arguing over just um the ranch, and you know, uh, their dad just died, so they need to know what they're. They don't know what's going on, so like they've been things have been going on. Uh, Emerald has find found out that OJ has been selling some of the horses. He plans to get them back because he does want to buy them back, but. I guess the ranch is in money a, is tight. Money is very tight. And, uh, and that's, that's one thing that I really appreciate the movie appreciate about the movie. At no point does it make its motives, characters, motives, um, unclear. Like we mm-hmm. always, at every point understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, why is OJ still, why does he want to go back to the ranch so bad? Why does Emerald, uh, want this picture? Like, or why, like, why are they so insistent on it? Cause they need, it's as simple as we need money. Yep. Literally as simple as that. And everyone can relate to that because everyone needs money. Most people. Um, 
Uh, moving on. Oh yeah. So then we get to but Jupiter's, that inter- yeah Jupiter's that, that gets us to Jupiter's claim uh, where we meet uh, Stephen Yun, uh, Ricky Jupe as an adult for the first time, and um, that's this is where OJ has been selling the horses to right. Um, and we get the so like I can still get the chance to buy these back right, and and uh, Ricky is like. Yeah, yeah, and at the time, and the Jupiter's f- claim is like located at the other end of like the gulch that yeah. their, their farm is on. Yeah, it's, it's so it's like yeah, it's just down the road. So yeah, I can I can buy these back. You guys are just using them in your little theme, your cowboy theme park yeah. here, right? I can just get these back. I'll later. buy them back later. And at the, the first time you see it, it's really like his confusion. One couple things, the way he responds to me is like immediately like why isn't OJ immediately questioning this? But one. We've already been shown like OJ might not just be the most perceptive person and mm-hmm. he might not have even been like pay- like his mind isn't like this guy's feeding my horses to a UFO. Right, so right. and 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 his sister is like geeking out over memorabilia in this room. Yes, because Ricky we was come a, to find a child that, actor. Yes. Um are we calling him Ricky? Are we calling him Jupe? I uh, call him Jupe all the time. I will. I was calling him Jupe until I found out he had an actual name, like an actual first name, and I was right. like, uh, "For the, I don't care. Like for okay. the sake of convenience, we can call him Jupe." But like I, because I, I thought his name was Jupe as well, like yeah. Jupiter. But then I found out, like looking at Letterbox, like, oh, he actually does have a. It's because it's. I feel like it's kind of. Um, and this is funny because he's just now come back into the public eye, but um, short round from Indiana Jones mm-hmm. uh, and the Temple of Doom, he is played by like everybody just kind of knows this kid actor this little asian kid actor from the 80s mm-hmm. as oh yeah that's short round oh yeah he was in that he was in the goonies he was mm-hmm. in whatever and um i am going to butcher his name um k hugh kwan okay yeah is that uh is he korean he's in i uh or vietnamese he is vietnamese yeah. vietnamese american actor and he recently is back in the public eye because he's in everything, everywhere, all at once. Let me see his picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, like he is the father in that in that not the guy. like not the main character's father, but the the husband of our main character yes, in that film. Yes, um, man, I've never seen I I've never seen the Goonies or Temple of Doom, so yeah. like that didn't mean anything to me. But like that's cool because he's real. I love him. He yeah, and and I hope. I really hope that that movie, you know, uh, brings him back to the public eye and he gets more roles because he's kind of like he did that stuff as a kid and then he kind of fell off, not like fell off in a bad way like a lot of kid actors do, but just like stopped acting for a while. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure, you know, he he had a family and did his whole thing. It's kind of, you know, uh, and they brought him like he's in this movie and it's like. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, and he does such a great job because in that movie, did you finally see it or what? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, I've seen it. So it's like him having to play like kind of multiple people, and mm-hmm. and you know that whole dynamic is awesome. The movie's awesome. Um, Go check that out if you haven't already. That one I hope kills it award season next year. Yes, um, and so I feel like they were kind of doing a bit on short him. round yeah. with you know very because his name was Jupe in Kid Sheriff, I believe. Which is like the movie that he did before the Gordy's home. Gordy's home, yeah. Uh, which uh, that was one of my pins in the movie. Whenever they walking into his office and the uh, kid sheriff's posters on the wall, mm-hmm. it looks. Ex- I don't know. I mean, it must have been done purposefully. It looks exactly like the Holes poster. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see Holes? Yeah, the yeah. Disney movie with um, uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah, I love that movie. I love that book. Um, but yeah, it that it looks exactly like it's them mm-hmm. looking down the hole and even the 
the title of Kid Sheriff mm-hmm. is the same. Like it's big H holes and it gets yeah. smaller. Yeah, that's definitely intentional. That's definitely. I mean, I can't say it because I wasn't there, but right. knowing how filmmaking works, that's absolutely a choice. It jumped out at me. Yeah, uh, because it's going to jump out to people, and for the people who jumped out to, that was a choice for you guys. Um, so next up, so in this, uh, in in this, um, Jupiter, or excuse me, Jupe's office, um, you know, OJ's trying to make a business discussion, and uh, M is you know fanboying, mm-hmm. uh, fangirling, and. Um, then uh, oh, uh, Jupe, you know, is leaning into it. He's like, you know what? It's all good. It's all good. It's normal. And then we get the exposi- uh, exposition dump of what happened with Gordy's home. So he goes, he shows them his back, uh, his back room with all his Gordy's home merch and all this stuff. And um, what's really interesting is when M Emerald asks him what happened. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, instead of detailing it, he's like, "Well, have you seen the SNL sketch sketch about it?" And now that I bring that up, I wish I'd taken the time to at least look it up if it was real, because I've never seen that sketch if it's real. So, like, Gordy's Home is not a real TV show, right? Um, and so I don't believe I believe that the Gordy's Home thing that's based is on a based true story, on a right? true thing. I don't know if it had to do with an ape or if it had to do with a different animal. As far as I know, in the latest issue of Fangoria, which I have but I haven't read yet, um, Fangoria magazine, mm. um, which is because you don't necessarily run in these circles, but it's like that's a it's a horror movie uh, magazine. Got it. They cover Nope in this latest issue. I haven't read it yet, but mm. and I believe in it, Jordan goes over th- what he based the Gordy's home event. Off of okay, got so, it. Nice. I believe there was an actual event because yeah, it 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 rung a bell to me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say I couldn't and like say why, and I didn't like bad uh, bad work on my part. I should have done the research into like what exactly it was, but um, yeah, it, it definitely did seem because like Gordy's home didn't necessarily ring a bell, but like a tragedy with an animal with an ape mm-hmm. did like for some reason I feel like I remember that. Across the history within the past, like what sixty years? Yeah. Um. Anyway, not not. And those sorts of things. I mean, they just they happen. You're working with a wild animal, mm-hmm. and as trained as they may appear, yeah. they're still a wild animal. Yeah. Yeah. It's it. Uh, I mean, so much. They mention it in the movie at some point. Um. What is his name? The cinematographer. Um, Antlers. Antlers. He mentions uh Siegfried and Roy, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, they worked for decades in vegas with with tigers mm. you know doing magic and one of them got mauled and killed by one eventually and it's just like yeah these are the animals that you have worked with for years and are like family to you and something can just happen and you're dead because it's a wild animal yeah it doesn't feel the same way that you do but uh just i it was so in that moment when he's detailing what's going like what the snl skit was mm-hmm. um it, it was like oh this this guy's unhinged like he's got some he's he's holding on to some shit and it, it's so steven, steven is doing plays, such he, amazing work in this he plays the shit out of that scene um but yeah that that's that's one of my favorite parts of that uh that sequence um and then after shortly thereafter um they they just have that conversation and then they um they go about their business. Ah, what's the what is the end of that? Um what what is I forget what happened to end that sequence, that scene. All I know is what happens immediately after. Um 
Yeah, I don't know where we come out of that because it's not like they go back into the office and talk any more business. Yeah, um, I think I think they just they, we can If I'm not mistaken, if I had to guess, I'd say we probably end on something Gordy related, like uh, maybe talking about the SNL skit, and then um, maybe they just have to have to go or something. Which yeah. also. Um, not not to say that it's um, irrelevant, but I think it's just it was a cool little thing that I picked up on. Um, he sold Lucky for eleven thousand five hundred. Well, and when he drops Lucky off, I I, meant, or I noticed it more the second time. Whenever he he sends Lucky off with like the farmhand to mm-hmm. you know get put in the corral wherever he's putting him, mm-hmm. um, he's like, Lucky, I'm coming back for you. Like, hang tight. Yeah, I'm coming back for you. Mm-hmm. And, I wonder how many times has he done that? Right. And has he, that's one thing that I've bumped into with that, this little bit of storyline is like, is he not going and checking on the horses? Like he doesn't go and check on whoever was dropped off last before Lucky Mm -hmm. and like seeing like, well, where are my horses? They're not here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe, maybe because we, we do see that at one point, um, which we'll get to that in the next uh, uh, chapter, if you will, um, Ghost at one point just runs off. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't seem to really care because, like, I think that's the point of the ranch. It's like it's big enough; we can let them roam freely. We'll find them eventually. Yeah. But like, as long as, as if I if they're not immediately in my line of sight, it's okay. Like, yeah. like we won't. I won't. Com- uh, I won't panic until more things happen. So maybe, maybe it's you know it's happened before. He's like, I just because like I don't see them doesn't mean they're not here. Because again, yeah. I'm not. Your first thought isn't he's feeding them to UFO. So like he's got to be to some alien. So. He, they gotta yes. be somewhere. In his yeah, head, like, you don't where else immediately think that your business, like the man you're in business with, is like doing something shady with your horses and killing them, and like killing that's, them. Like that's, oh yeah, yeah. By the end of the week, this horse will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, like that. That thing is uh, gone. But and its life cost eleven five. <laughs> uh, last thing, last thing before we get to our first uh, intertitle, inter- um, OJ and uh, M uh, riding back home. Um, there is a bit there is one moment in the entire movie that like the audio was like really weird to me it's that conversation that they have in the car um there's a line that uh kiki palmer has i'm like what the fuck was going on here like did you guys like i don't know if the adr is off because it it just didn't sound like it sounded like they recorded it afterward and Mm -hmm. forgot that it was supposed to be in a moving car so they didn't mix it as though it was in a moving car so i'm like "Mm." but everything else like that's literally the only time it, it stuck out to me was that uh what conversation is that? It's the one on their way back from Jupiter's claim to the ranch. And um fuck, I cannot remember exactly what they said. Is but... it them talking about like her staying the night yes. and having to get a drive back? Yes. That's actually leaving the uh commercial shoot. That's going to Jupiter's. Okay, yeah. Is there anything There's no now that like we've talked it through, there's nothing between the end of the Gordy talk and then them being back at their ranch. It's them getting out of the truck and walking up. And the score really picks up there. And then they're back and forth of just like, because she says, what did he have to talk to you about? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, Jupe offered to buy the ranch. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then that's when they discuss like. Well, and then they much, have like yeah. their little like family, like brother, sister moment. Mm-hmm. Like you see kind of their dynamic of like. Because it, it's know. almost like um, it's it's almost. And I think that's that's important because. Before we go there, the like before we get to Jupiter's claim, very tense. They're they're very they're clashing. After we leave there, there's like the the things the 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 walls start to break down a little mm-hmm. bit. 
And then like they have the conversation of, well, how much is he trying to sell it for? And she, I'm just trying to see how big of a dumbass you're being. Like, yeah. Probably a big one. And then it's like, that's when like, you it's, can see yeah, like, okay, like, you got your siblings. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. And then my favorite part, the thing that like, the last thing we, one of the last things we see before we get our first intertitle um, is OJ's walking ahead. And then um, Emerald's like, well, you don't want to see what's good with dad liquor cabinet. And then um, OJ's like, well, I got that Hollyweed too. And then like, it's like, okay. Now these are siblings. These are they. They enjoy each other's company. They're gonna get drunk and high together. I I can believe this. It's it's and she almost has a line like um like Jules in in Pulp Fiction where he's just like, "Shit, Negro, that's all you had to say." Yeah, but <laughs> Kiki Palmer is like the first, and it's, I cannot I cannot explain why I didn't why she didn't work for me the first time. Uh huh. The second time though. 100%. Like yeah. my, she clicked immediately. Uh, but then we get our first uh, intertitle, uh, Ghost, which um, these are all... The, the uh, One thing I noticed very quickly, the intertitles are all names of animals. Right. Um, or I guess we can call Jean Jacket an animal. Yeah. Um, it was a horse at one point. Yeah. So... Uh, so first thing, first uh, thing that happens in Ghost, um, we for the first time see one of the horses acting crazy. Um, like uh, em- Emerald notices, uh, Ghost is in the in, arena, like in the arena. Yeah, and uh, OJ goes to goes goes down to check on him, um, and that's where he sees uh, the UFO for the first time, unnamed, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just like, "What the fuck was that?" And then he gets back up to the house, to the ranch, and him and M have a conversation. And that's when he's like, "This shit is serious." Like, and then that, then I think a meet like a couple scenes after that, or excuse, not a couple scenes, like uh, after that, we cut to them in Fry's Electronic, mm-hmm. um, and they're walking around and they're talking about like, well, because they have the discussion of like what's a bad miracle from the trailer. Uh huh. Yeah. And then they're walking around Fry's Electronics um looking for cameras and stuff mm-hmm. like that and then which they... Fry's Electronics an actual place really an actual store uh it went out of business mm. between shooting and release of this film ah oh, that kind of sucks yeah man that's fun though um i wonder did they get any money for yeah you for... would like you would hope yeah. something maybe it was kind of a last ditch effort of let's keep the doors open if they you know pandemic or or what have you like yeah yeah but um short uh after once we get to uh fries electronics then we're at the checkout and that's when we we meet uh angel arguably the second funniest character in the whole movie yes uh yes. brandon perea um who he he has a face that just looks familiar because i could have sworn i'd seen this guy before yeah now that i'm like looking at his because i was like man who is this guy but he's this is his- he's in something that you love uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've, I I looked at him before, but I forgot. He's in Doom Patrol. Yes, who is Doctor Jonathan something? Uh, IMDb is only showing me a first name. Hold on. Um, of course, that wouldn't look uh, pop up on Letterboxd. No, uh, one thing that like certain things do better than others. Uh, I'm not finding him here. Um, he what I've seen him in. He's in the uh, a Netflix series called The OA, which ran for two seasons. Mm. Um, which is like a weird sci-fi thing um and now that i'm like thinking about it and looking at it, it's like holy shit that is him he i mean it was a couple years ago so it's like he's younger yeah but um the oa i wish that they would have continued it it is a weird i've never seen anything like that sort of show mm-hmm. um i do recommend it got it got it um but after we meet him 
Uh, and again, first time in the movie, the first time we meet him, because that's I think this is why I was having such a like a difficult time because this movie, I think, relative to Get Out and Us, relies a lot more on payoffs mm-hmm. because the first time we meet um, Angel, I'm not sure if he's a weirdo or if he's like trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. And then he like the first scene, um, they they get him. Um, they they check out and then they're trying to he he asks them does he need help do they need help um hooking up the cameras and stuff and there's a funny interaction there we're like nope and he's like well guess you're just not hooking it up then yeah <laughs> then, yeah and which, it's like well is it is it difficult to to install it's like well not for me <laughs> but you won't be able to do it but uh and so when he first shows up he screams and it's just like that- oh this motherfucker is just weird and that's hilarious like that is <laughs> the scream because you like because okay so my first viewing was your second viewing yes and so you laughed when that happened and so i laughed the same way whenever i saw it the second time <laughs> because i knew it was coming it was just like man the delivery on this scream just he like almost in the middle of a sentence Dude, like, it's just, so, like he sounds unhinged yes. like that's what makes it funny it's like oh this fucker's crazy like there's a reason he's fu- his girlfriend left him for the <laughs> well she's in a cw show she was a model actress you know maybe you've seen her fucking left me <laughs> it, all of that is just this this interesting character stuff and then he's immediately like he knows everything about UFOs because he watches ancient aliens <laughs> on Discovery of Channel. Of he does. He's a fucking weirdo. Well, and then when we see what his apartment looks like and what he does in his spare time, it's kind of like it all fits. Yeah, it all fits. Like Jordan, that's what. Uh, that's what he's. Things... De- I think he's definitely what mining Bitcoin. Has he's to got be. all these servers? He has to be. And all these like he's fans blowing on doing them. some shit, man. And it's like. <laughs> That's one of the things that I appreciate about Jordan Peele so much because he wrote this and he had to think long and hard about, all right, this fucker got to be weird. <laughs> How can I make? All right. And then just like. But not like, not like uh, the Big Bang Theory mm-hmm. writing like, oh, what are what are nerds? Yes. How do they work? Yes. Oh, well, they like video games. And it's just like, just plaster a nintendo thing on the wall and that's enough and he's he's like no no this is like you have to know the culture of like what this dude is yeah and And he got it yeah yeah love this love this um but i think we can yeah so he he installs it he yeah he like three cameras very quickly realizes like what the fuck they're like all right y'all clearly because he he even makes conversation oh you guys robbed at the store Mm -hmm. they're like yep just as we were robbed simple as that and then I fucking love when they're like, yeah, uh, our cell phones went out. And then he thinks they're dumbasses. He's yes. like, all right, well, phone batteries don't work that way. And then and then it's and just. It's, it is that that like I understand that because like I've worked at a computer store and it's like, how much do you know? I don't want to over explain this to you. But you but just said this time. thing that's very wrong. Yes. So like I don't I kind of feel like I have to. And then. And that just the way that they're looking at each other, just like, yeah, we know that, <laughs> but you weren't there. <laughs> and then, so he gets there, he sets everything up and he, he, cause he's crazy, but he's not dumb. Right. And he very quickly realizes, all right, y'all are doing some shit and they don't tell him obviously, because why the fuck would I share what I'm doing with this very obviously strange person? And then uh, we get our next title, uh, intertitle, uh, Clover. 
uh, OJ hears something in the barn and goes to check on Clover. Uh, and this is where the Parks kids, they're, they're there dressed up as aliens, which at the, the first time we you watch it. We don't know. So there's this, I do this thing because I, I, I think I've said this before. It's like we go to the movies all the time. So we see trailers a hundred times before we actually get to see the fucking movie. Yes. So it's like there are moments in the trailers that like stick in my head and I'm like, well, that hasn't happened yet. Ooh, this is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is that part that's, you know, I've been, yeah. I've been theorizing yeah, I about. Yeah, that all the time. And this is one of those moments where you see what appears to be the top of an alien's head coming around the, the like, the, the, the dividing wall in this yep. corral. And you're like, this is the moment that that is going to happen. And I have no idea what is about to happen. Um, the, we saw it in Dolby when yes. you and I saw it. And because the, the, like the blacks of the film, um, are darker, like Co- the, the color the, people, not like, the character. Not yeah, the black people. As I say that, I'm sorry. The, uh, <laughs> the color, the black, like the, so the, the color contrast <laughs> is in Dolby for anyone who hasn't seen a Dolby digital film, uh, Dolby cinema at AMC, uh, hashtag they make movies better. Um, <laughs> Uh, th- the contrast is better. Yes. The colors are richer. Yes. But your your darks, your blacks of the film, uh, your Daniel Kaluuya's, your Kiki Palmer's, they are they are crushed a little bit more right. for for the filmy people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, much as your 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 whites are much brighter, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Um, anyway, seeing <sighs> it there, you can't t- in Dol- in Dolby, you can't tell what you are looking at at the end of that hallway mm-hmm. it's just a dark shape mm-hmm. and this white face with and it's got two piercing eyes head, and you're just like in imax the contrast is a little different so you could you could make out the shape a little uh-huh. better also i was seeing it for a second time so i knew yeah but that first time it's like i don't like that yeah i don't nope. like that at all nope oj oj gets the fuck uh <laughs> he goes to leave and then one of them fucking swings down from the ceiling yes. and just gets a fist to the face but i'm surprised honestly afterwards i was like wait surprised that kid wasn't like uh, knocked out a little bit yeah because it looked like, i don't think daniel, daniel kaluuya is a small person no um i'm sure that punch had to hurt he and there's no there's no hesitation no it is none. like he's just oh thing is right here above <laughs> my shoulder i'm punching like i am knocking it the fuck out <laughs> and then the, the kid just gets up and then they take their head their their helmets off or their masks off i guess um and they're just like don't fuck with jupiter's claim and, and <laughs> you then, stole our property and the reason i like i said i forgot to explain that in the first place is because i forgot the part where <laughs> emerald goes and steals the fake horse from jupiter's claim because at the at the moment or at the moment in the moment, I was like, "Wait, what did they steal?" Like, oh yeah, she did totally steal something from them. Like, yeah, whole like just th- theft. Um, after that happens, though, after the uh, run in with the uh, Parks kids, Angel, um, because he's a f- crazy person, was uh monitoring the the feed from his home uh, against the wishes of the Haywoods. And a uh, good thing though, because he brings to their attention the stationary cloud, um, and. Upon bringing that to the attention of uh, both a- OJ and em- Emerald, uh, OJ is like, oh, now that you mention it, I'd probably have stared at that cloud every day for the past six months. Mm-hmm. And Emerald's like, well, if that's the case, we have our proof. We can stop now, right? And both Emerald or both Angel and OJ make the good point of just seeing a cloud not move isn't exactly proving that there's an alien. Like that could be there's a, any multitude of reasons as to why that could be the yeah. case. 
the default isn't an alien. Um, so we need to keep going. Um, and that the end of uh, Clover comes as OJ uh, shares his theory that, or he doesn't, we, he doesn't specifically say it, but he says uh, they're still everyone's under, under the presumption that it's a ship. Mm-hmm. And then OJ says maybe it's not a ship. Because he's gotten kind of a look at it at this yeah, point. Yeah, and he's been thinking about it as well. And like, and I think this comes into play where he's the better. He's not the better, but he's the mo- he's the horse person mm-hmm. of the three. And he really is thinking about it. And he's thinking about like um, the the time when I forget the horse was out there being territorial, right? Um, and the, the the small little um, small little nuggets there that are uh, planted that make it uh, clear that what's going on is um. Like it, it make it give him the idea that oh this may this might not be uh, uh just a ship right um then we get to Gordy the that intertitle which very short and simple that is literally just um the sequence of Gordy's home like the incident yeah you see everything that leads up to it and then the balloons the, you see the balloons fly up and as soon as they pop that's when Gordy snaps and then we cut to black and then the next thing after we see the um the camera tracks in. From around the corner, mm-hmm. we get to the studio, the open seats where presumably everyone is evacuated. Yeah, there's escape. a couple people ducking behind, but most everyone has run away, I assume. Um, and then we continue to track around, and then we see the set. Um, and I think, I don't know where the cut comes, but then we, at some point, we get to to Jupe under the, little kid Jupe under, yeah. the, under the table. And we see the legs of some woman um, who has been, who we, we then see... Um, Gordy murder her because uh, yes. she's crying, and then he just wails on her a couple more times, and she stops crying. Um, another man, um, the very stupidly, the, uh, very stupidly tries sitcom. to escape. Um, but it was, I was like, I, I don't know what you thought was going to happen yeah. there, man. Like you didn't even try to get yeah. around him. Um, and then we see, we hear because we, we hear Gordy um, maul him, maybe not kill, but probably. Uh, and then so we just got. Uh, Jupe just sitting huddling under the the, the table, really scared. Uh, understandably so. It's mm-hmm, terrifying. Mm-hmm. You just saw a wild animal covered in blood kill at least two people. Um, and that thing, he's just sitting there because uh, it's a fucking chimpanzee. Like it's, it doesn't, it's not talking to you. Like mm-hmm. it's just you're just hoping it doesn't do anything to you. And it sees Jupe, and for some unre- unbeknown un uh, reason unbeknownst to us. Um, maybe it's it sees the look on on Jupe's face and it's like oh it registers as like uh, fear and then or it registers as this is my friend, friend. or something because it, it's like this is one he uh, Jupe mentions in the earlier scene like this is one of many uh, the, the chimps, chimps that, that, were, that played that were, Gordy yeah. yeah and so it's like but if you guys have been going for a season and a half like you've made friends with like yeah, they they know built a, you. They, they know who you are yeah. they recognize you so they see him and i'm sure and there's seeing... got to be some uh recognition of that because then he goes for yeah, the, the fist bump he he sees him and like the and i don't know how like whoever and uh did the cg on that chimp deserves yeah. some work i don't like... know if it was like weta or the people who did the um the Planet of the Apes, mm. uh, tr- new trilogy. Yeah, but it, it looks really good. Looks and, great, and it they are able to, and maybe I I'm just like uh, putting meaning where it's not there. But it almost felt like they were able to visualize on Gordy's face the recognition and and like he kind of like 
he doesn't like um, feel bad for what he just did. But he's mm-hmm. like, oh, like I see a friend and he walks up to him and then goes for the it's fist It's like bump. he kind of snaps out of it. Yeah. Because he, it's like he approaches and you're seeing it through the, like the, because he's under a, di- uh, Jupe is under a dining room table. And so there's a cloth, a cloth hanging, but you cloth. can kind of yeah. see through it, mm-hmm. the lace of it. And so yeah. it's like you're seeing, and so it's like he snaps out of it of seeing like his friend and because he, he like, kind of backs up for a second kind of looks around and is like kind of feeling like like oh, what uh what what what's happened like mm-hmm. it's like he's coming down and then he goes for the fist bump mm-hmm. and then we uh get the beautiful jump scare which is uh only a couple of those in the movie yeah they use pretty well uh the the shotgun presumably that uh ended gordy's career mm-hmm. uh, and then after that we get our new inner title lucky and then okay. we open up but before on- we even go to that uh, Gordy gets shot, and there's this amazing blood uh, from a from a video effects standpoint. This blood splatter on the uh, the tablecloth, yeah. And it is if it, I mean, it could be practical, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think it's digital, and it looks gorgeous. This the like the the blood sim on this thing, mm-hmm. and then we cut to Jupe's face now covered in blood, mm-hmm. like splashed with Gordy's blood, yeah. And he's staring, and then we cut to Jupe now. That's after Lucky. Is that after That's Lucky? That's after the Lucky oh, thing. Okay. Yeah. So okay. the Lucky happens. Because my God. And then then we open up on um him like very clearly like because that this is like the because we've seen a couple things we see the we see the beginning from uh, his perspective we don't see mm-hmm. him then at some point when he's telling them the story it cuts to hit like uh, just the look of. Little jupe under the uh, under the table, but just a quick cut of his face, mm-hmm. and we cut back to where we're going. Then we've seen the entirety, and then we cut to him just standing there, clearly reminiscing on it. And it's like this guy has problems that need to be dealt with, and he learned nothing, nothing. or actually he learned all the wrong things. Yeah, um, from from his experience with uh, Gordy, um, man, that. Stephen Young is doing some just the way that they cut to him and he just the look on his face and his wife is like trying to get him ready for the show. Yep. And he's just like it is. He's taking it all in. He's remembering. And it's like, is this what he goes through every Friday night before they go and do this? Like, yeah. Does he reminisce because kinda, he's like it kind of seems like that's I'm like about his... to come face to face with another creature mm-hmm. like Whatever happened in that moment, like I gotta. It it almost has you know. a it has a ritualistic feel to it almost mm-hmm. because he that's like the way he he gets himself mentally prepared for what's about to happen. Um, but moving on, we have um, Angel OJ and M. This is like uh, Lucky. Um, so Angel OJ and M are doing prep work, like just continuing to try to uh, get themselves in a position to capture this alien on uh film or something um and then oj in the midst of that realizes i need to go get lucky um because at this point i'm not mistaken they've under they've uh deducted that um jupe was using the horses as bait so he's like Mm -hmm. i need to go say i need to go get lucky because who knows what who knows when he's gonna do it again right um well 
Unless he does, he, he does deduce that, that because in the scene where Jupe comes and about the, the stolen horse statue. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, I wanted to invite you to Our... the thing that on that we do on Fridays. And then the wind catches the little flyer. Mm-hmm. And then at that moment, whenever he realizes, uh, when OJ realizes, he s- saw it like in a pile of horse shit. And he mm-hmm. picks it up and he's like, oh, yeah. I need to go. I need lucky. to go do this because yeah. this is what's he he's put all the pieces together of what he knows so far of like when this happens, you know, in the sky and when the lights go down on the other end of the you know whenever I'm looking down at Jupe's uh, place and mm-hmm. the lights go down, well, I know what that means now. Yeah, yeah. that it's close nearby because yeah. we haven't mentioned it, but you get this in the movie that any time that the ship, the being, the UFO, the what have you comes close anything that is electrical dies it loses power doesn't matter if it's plugged into the wall it doesn't matter if it's a battery it doesn't matter what it is it kills power assumedly it puts out some sort of electric like an emp which is which is a great way to establish uh just to establish rules just just to show you okay if you are holding something and that thing loses power you're in trouble like, yes. and that's and that's a really good really, it's a really smart and visual way to really like get that get, get that thought across to the audience yes to know i if 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 my favorite characters whatever they're like walkie talkie goes out they're in trouble between that and when it eats the fake horse mm-hmm. and the flags are hanging out of it it doesn't like that at all no <laughs> um those two things are one of the main things there is a you haven't seen Jaws at this point. No, not yet. Uh, I'll be seeing it when it gets re-released soon. Yes, though. Uh, can't wait for that. Can't wait for you to see it. Um, that is there is a detail in that that I won't give away. Mm. There's something that happens in that that is like that is straight from Jaws. Nice, nice. Um, and that's all I could think uh, watching it. But yeah, it's tight, tight. Um, over at Jupiter's claim, we get over there. OJ, um, well, this this is before OJ gets there. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut uh, after he realizes he needs to go. We cut over there to see what's going on, and Jupe is preparing the show. He's like, you know, for the past six months, we've been doing this thing, uh, just like building it up, being a showmanship. Uh, the showmanship is there, um, and the thing that's really interesting, um, Jean Jacket to this point hasn't been named that yet, mm-hmm. but um, that entity, that being. Only it usually shows up at around the same time every time every Friday, right? Right. And so, um, like they 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 operate under that assumption. Like they have a schedule that they've built around the same like around the same time it comes at this time. So right we around can, sunset. So we can build. We can fit in three, maybe four acts before the main thing. Right. And so, like they're in the middle. They're preparing to do one, and then Jean Jacket comes out of nowhere. It's like, oh shit! Um, all right, guys, let's 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 get it going. And Lucky, being the stubborn son of a bitch that Lucky is, doesn't go out. Isn't um, isn't immediately like is isn't doesn't work as bait because Lucky doesn't want to listen mm-hmm. because they're lucky. And instead of uh, averting their eyes, literally everyone in the camp stares directly at the alien, which we are very quickly learn. Uh, after this, we learn is. Don't do that. Yeah. That's like the way you die. And the thing is, is that that is a very realistic, real life example of like, like, you know, like when if you run into a bear in the middle of the woods Mm -hmm. 
experts have all these different things of just like, oh, well, you got to make yourself look big. You got to throw rocks at it. And then if it gets too close, you play dead. You just play dead and then it hopefully won't eat you. But if it starts to eat you, you got to fight back at that point. And it's like Uh we have all these weird rules of like how to get around, you know, Shark Week is happening right now on Discovery Channel. It's like. (laughs) We were watching this this last week, and it's just like, oh, well, if you're bitten by a shark, you know, you got to punch it in the eye. And no, if that doesn't work, then punch it in the gills. And like, if you rub it on the nose just right, and it's just like, but in the moment, what are you actually going to do? You're going to stare right at the thing that, they, that you're not supposed to stare at. Mm-hmm. Because one, when it's an alien ship, presumably, you've never seen this before. So like, you're you, taking in as much as possible. And, and I think, and, and I think... And it's never gone wrong before. Yes. In this in this example. And, and They've as been far doing as it for Jupiter's six concerned, months. There's no reason to to question anything. It's been going well this it's been going well this long. It's there's no reason why it would stop going wrong from his perspective. Why why would Gordy suddenly go bad? Gordy We've been working with him for we've been working with these chimps for, for the last two years. More importantly, why would Gordy bother me? Right. Gordy went bad, but we saw I saw what happens when Gordy goes bad. I can still keep he still recognizes yes. me. Even So I've he, been feeding this thing, so why would it do something to bad to me? I've been helping it. I've got a relationship with it. He has learned nothing. Yes. And so and I think that sequence really speaks to like the like I think everything about what Jordan Peele is saying with this movie can like uh is in this scene. And it is everyone's just like one uh, Jupe's inability to learn lessons, mm-hmm. but two, it's just everyone's. No one even thinks to run, and right. that should be your immediate reaction, or at least that's what, like kind of the the point Peel seems to be making is that you have no idea what you're looking at. That thing is massive. Don't like leave. Why are you? St- why are you just sitting there watching? Yeah, because if you do, you're going to end up in a claustrophobic nightmare. Yes, I I'm not I wouldn't consider myself claustrophobic, but there have been times where I found myself in tight spots and then I'm like, I need to get out. Yeah. Uh, and I don't and, have it real, real bad, but I do. I am claustrophobic to an extent. Uh, and yeah, that whole sequence. I was there, like, can and we? it's like you can't exactly tell what's what you're looking at some of the time. Like they're like float, like they're being sucked in. But like, where are you in the yeah. in the in the monster? Like what? Like, what do you die? Like, oh, dude, I would love to know, like, fuck his, like, inspiration. How did you come up with that? Right. Like, what was, what were you thinking when you came up with that thing? Yeah. Um. That, that part of it really gave me, and the, and the, we'll get to, I'm sure in a second, the, uh, spitting out of all the non-edible inor- parts. Inorganic, inorganic parts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that really is what reminds me of. Uh, War of the Worlds. Got it. Got the it. Tom Cruise War of the Worlds. Um, and then the last one of the last things we get of this, uh, the penultimate chapter, um, is we finally get in touch with uh, Antlers, right? Um, and we get him over here, which not for nothing, he's also a fucking weirdo. Um, yes, he's like the. And another thing, um, we we specifically said we wouldn't talk about this person, so I will not mention them. However, one of the main critiques I've seen about this movie is what was that whole what was that antlers guy he was just weird for the sake of being weird and i was like did you listen to anything he said literally any like every that is that might as well be jordan peele holding a sign like this is what i'm trying to say 
Mm-hmm. Are you listening at all to what this fucker is saying? No. He literally says to Kiki or Emerald, the dream that you're chasing, you're not like you won't get it. Like that's that's so that's so meaningful. Like there's so much in that sentence there. It's not being cryptic for the sake of being fucking cryptic. Like and one, it's been it's very we waste no time in depicting this motherfucker as a weirdo. He's supposed to be confusing. That's yeah. he, he is an artiste. He, like he yes. is a like he is your David Lynch. He is your yeah. he is your like auteur filmmaker who is unhinged and looking for like when anytime we cut to him before he shows up on the farm, he's watching video of animals fighting other animals. Dude, that's the thing. <laughs> like the thing that really confused me was like every like just alone in his house. Every time he's watching animals eat each other like every time like does that not mean anything to you like does that not click at all like prey predator we have a whole ass fucking extraterrestrial prey or predator these are all like nothing okay none of that none none of that cool uh here's the thing that i've noticed with with jordan peele's films is that especially with get out and nope the by the end of it, it's like it has a bunch of weird things that go on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, the metaphor should be pretty clear, pretty obvious. Us, I feel like there's a little more. Yeah, and yes, us is like the one. Like that's one of the reasons why I think I prefer Get Out to Us because I think Get Out you can very readily apply that. Like mm-hmm. what he what's being said in that movie, it's it's not there doesn't leave a lot left to the imagination. Whereas us. A lot more, a lot more ambiguity, a lot more meanings to be gotten from it. But yes. Get Out is like very clearly about like white people using black people. Like it's yeah, that's they li- are that's literally doing it. Wh- I don't know how much clear it can get. Like there, like I literally do not know how much clear it can get. We get two sequences of uh, Chris is his name. Yes, Chris, Chris sitting in the chair watching a white person tell him how they're about to use his body. Like I don't know what else. What like yep. if you. If you didn't get that, I don't know. Maybe you just... mm. (laughs) And that is why I think general audiences like Get Out because they can get to the end of it and they can go, oh, Oh. I understood this very smart movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on a very basic level. Yep, yep. Whereas with us, you got to work. You got to... And it's up to your own interpretation for parts of it. Mm -hmm. This also has a lot of different interpretations that can be made but it's still far easier to understand like it, it, this is what he's talking there's about there's still like a, a very clear like yeah he could be saying this but like that's what he's like he yeah. said like he literally in has this moment jupiter that's what he's talking about jupe literally says you're about to witness a spectacle like i don't know how much <laughs> more obvious it gets in that the motherfucker said spectacle like that is what he's saying. Like that is where his his brain is at with this movie. And it's actually funny you bring that up about us because I have recently heard people shitting on us mm-hmm. because they're like, "Man, like I'm supposed to believe like there's a an underworld like ton like that's come on now that's just too much." And I'm like, "Really? Like the shit that people decide to like believe or not believe is mind blowing to me." Do you do they also believe that there's a secret group of wealthy white people who are kidnapping black men to then implant their minds is that is that more or less believable i i dude I, it doesn't it literally 
I don't understand the way some people watch movies. No. Like, it just genuinely does not make sense to me. Like, I'm like, what What do you think you just, like, what What do you think the point of what you just saw? Like, right. What? And, like, you know, this is like the same way that you read these, like, store, like, the stories that you read, someone made that up. Like, that. It, it it's like mind blowing. Yeah, it, I can't even yeah. understand it. Cause, cause there's like again, there's different levels of understanding or enjoying film or art in general. Yeah. Um, but like the hate that's been pouring out about this movie. Yeah. Is like, mm-hmm. okay, if you take it on just a the absolute most literal level of it is about a a couple of horse trainers. Who a UFO shows up on their literally the farm, synopsis, yeah, and then they decide that they're gonna try and train it so that they can capture it on film. That's already an interesting story. And there's <laughs> no, there's nothing like as soon as I finished the movie for the first time, when I left, I was like, mm, would not be surprised if general audiences didn't enjoy this as much as his other two because mm-hmm. this one, I. I'm thinking a lot about, and I would consider myself a pretty good movie watcher. And I'm thinking a lot about this, and I have a couple questions, but like the more I think about it, the more I'm answering those questions. I don't think many people get to this step because I feel because I'm not, and like I think people might assume that this is just like trying to be like high and mighty or arrogant. And I'm like, I'm not even trying to be that way. It's just that I interact with people who I have these conversations. Like I'll talk to someone who will feel differently, mm-hmm. and then after having the conversation, having had the conversation. I never feel that like what they like the there's a and maybe this is wrong on my part, but I genuinely like there is a difference between a good criticism and a bad one. And if your criticism is hinging on I didn't understand it, I need something more because like yeah, that's that's valid. There's plenty of things that I don't understand that I didn't, and that there's reasons why I didn't like it because I didn't understand it. Not about nope, but just in general. But I don't think that. It is it's it's it feels as though people want to be handheld. Like mm-hmm. I want to mm-hmm. if I need to think at all about it, it wasn't good. And like, but that's not do you know how art works? Like, did you is there has there ever been anything that you've enjoyed artistically that you had to think a little bit afterwards? Like uh, a, a good song or yeah. a good book. Like you there's so many things that like when it's done, you're still thinking about because it's good, because it impacted you in some way. Don't reject that. Don't run right. away from it. Don't be like it was too like I have to think too much about it. I don't like it. it's like no like what like think like you're almost there. You're literally almost like what is that like think about like why what, what did Gordy do? What what was Gordy there for? Maybe think about what the movie did. Anything and it's it's just I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just because I went to school for the shit. Like I don't know. Possibly and I have the I I question that myself because to me again watching this it's like the metaphor becomes very clear. But never to a point where I'm like, ooh, this metaphor is dumbed down. And I think I referenced this the other day in another one of these recordings. But it's like, it's not the don't look up. Yes. Where it's like everybody, general audiences were just like, oh my gosh, that movie is so deep. And it's and then you hear their like reasoning behind it and you're like, you didn't even get it. You got like part of what was actually going on and the metaphor is as deep as a teaspoon like yeah, like adam mckay is is not he he's not subtle no at all like he, no and yeah but still people miss the point but felt that they got the point 
and that they were smart for doing it. And oh. it's it's and and again, like uh, uh, Christopher Nolan is one as well, where it's like there are certain movies of his that general audiences loved because it was they got enough out of it to then go, well, I understood that, so I am very smart. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but what did you get out of Inception? Um, are you still arguing over whether they're in a dream or not at the end? That doesn't matter. That's the point. He walks away from the spinning top. It doesn't matter if it falls over or if it spins forever. If he's in the dream, it doesn't fucking matter anymore because he has walked away from it because he's just happy to be in this moment with his children, whether it's in the dream or not. Yes, sir! This nigga's spitting! That's the point. Anyway. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, he, that he, drives me insane. He, I really like that movie, but the fans, I'm using quotes there, uh-huh. of that film make me like it less. There's a reason why... I am sometimes hesitant to say that Inception is one of my all-time favorite movies. Yep. Because I am someone who would cons- I I know I know a lot about movies. I know a lot of movies. I watch like I I'd fucking studied it. Like I yeah. I know the shit. There is a reason why a lot of people like Inception and why a lot of people who like movies don't like Inception. And as much as I love Inception, I'm not going to pretend as though I don't understand why certain people in film don't respect it as much as other movies Mm -hmm. because partially because of the fucking following it has. Yes. Because of the people who fucking worship it, pretend as though you need a rocket, you need a degree in rocket science to understand. It's like, it's like, no, if you just pay attention, like all of the parts that you needed to understand it are there on this, on the screen. And, and Christopher, like it's good. Christopher Nolan is doing cool stuff there, but he's not like reinventing the wheel. Like it's nothing like mind blown. Like, Ah, I I agree. Um, so uh, last intertitle we have uh, Jean Jacket, the the third act, the big third act battle, if you will. Um, OJ, Emerald, and a- Angel, and Antlers. At this point, we've added Antlers mm-hmm. to our team. Um, we have gotten into our respective positions to capture and lure Jean Jacket, who has been named on film. Uh, we spend some time, um, you know, in. I, I don't know how because I, I want a word for it. I want to coin a term because it's something that like it's very recognizable. It's the moment. It's the calm before the storm before mm-hmm. each battle. You know, your team, everyone on the team gets together. They start planning. They um, somebody's oh, going to give this whole sequence is so fucking good. Somebody the Monopoly pieces. Yep. The code names. Yep. Yep. The map. It's it's and then like you're cutting back and forth. It's almost like a heist movie. It's like the it's like the. Um, in a heist movie where you always like explain the plan, but mm-hmm. then while we're explaining the plan, we're gonna going to show on. you the. Yeah. They've made a joke about it in Rick and Morty, yeah, and it's it's very true, and it's doing that. It's like you're seeing them like almost you. They don't explain what they're doing mm-hmm. until why they're taking like the 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 float, floaty the, mans, yeah, the the floaty car, car lot salesman. There's is, a, car, those those are car salesmen. Oh, those, those are salesmen. sell the cars. Yeah, okay. those are the ones that, that sell makes, the cars. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, you, they're always looking they're, to, you, to they're, screw you somehow. They're like, they're like twenty feet tall. I wouldn't trust them either. <laughs> uh, but it's like why they're taking those. Why they're. Uh, I don't know all the little things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Why he has this jacket with these little things on the back of the hood, and yep, like, yep. which is very clear once you're looking at it. But it's like they don't explain any of it. You're just seeing it in montage as they're talking about the grand plan mm-hmm. with the map. And it, and it's I, I love how because it's like you said it's the we we get it's a montage 
people are doing things, people are in places, but you have like there's t- they're constantly talking, and you have like the mastermind, the person who's like who has the plan, who's like kind of like making sure everyone's in and it's Captain America giving the inspirational speech. Um, it's somebody uh detailing what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it's that. And so, and that's why I say like it feels like the calm before the battle, because we are about to get a a third act fight. Yeah. Unlike what we've gotten in, well, I guess we get the same and get out in us. Just it's that those fights are human to human, whereas this is like alien to people. So, yeah. but still, it, it's and it, it feels more spe- grand because of that. But still, it's same, same, same formula. Yeah, same third, structure. Th- yeah. So, um, he has a formula, and it works. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it works. Um, the I I couldn't predict this one though. I no. I definitely could not predict this one. What I was about to see. <laughs> um uh where where was I? Uh so um after that uh which is it's also kind of cool like to see the shots of like the gulch and like the valley yeah. with all the like the the car salesmen which is like we saw that in the trailer mm-hmm. and it always just like it's he knows or the people who cut his trailers know like what kind of provocative, odd th- visions to put in the trailer. Just like, well, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Like, what are they possibly it's doing like, on this farm with all these inflatable flailing arm? Yeah, men? yeah. Like, and it makes perfect sense in the context of what's going on. Yep, yep. But it just it catches your eye in that trailer, and it, and it works so well. And I love because I love that we, um name the alien jean jacket because mm-hmm. it just i mean if it was if it was any more unclear they're treating this thing like a horse they're trying to break its spirit the same way that you would break a horse's spirit which is why um oj like it's his plan he came up with this because presumably this is how him and his dad maybe emerald mm-hmm. would train the horses that they got you have to it's a wild animal but you can like they're horses we we know how to do that apparently people know how to break horses spirits yeah uh, but anyway, so things are happening. We're we're getting the plan in place, and uh, we get uh, TMZ man. Yes, which, which is another thing. Again, I'm thinking about like I I had put the trailer out of my my mind at this point. We're in the third act, mm-hmm. heading into it, and then this motorcycle starts coming up, and I'm like, oh shit, we haven't even seen the like the the Moon Man, like we haven't seen the yeah. the, the Silver guy, yep. like. Holy shit, we've still got stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I love that he is mostly insignificant. Yeah. He's just like another like, ah, oh, shit. He's a he's hiccup get- in this plan. He's getting in the way. Fuck, we don't want him here. But I like the way that like, as soon as like we say TMZ, uh, and it's, it, you only have, you can only do this if you are a person tapped into like the real world. Right. Saying the words, t- t- saying those letters, everyone's like, fuck. Like, this yeah, we is know like, exactly what that we is. We know what this means and like, and because the to me, I was like worried. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like now, TMZ is known for breaking news before, like way before people are ready to for it to be broken. Mm-hmm. So like that's where I went. Like, oh, he's this guy might fuck up the plan that way. But then because he doesn't matter, because Peel is making a point about people like TMZ, he very quickly has a horrible death because all he's trying to do is record thing. And even and as he's dying, of this thing. As he's dying, he's trying to tell OJ, yo, why aren't you recording, man? Like he's he's he is insistent on somebody recording this yes. shit because that is the culture 
that we live in now. Everyone is so ready to record something as opposed to, you know, I don't know, help. Yeah. So it's again, don't know how much clear the movie could be in terms of like what it's saying. If you haven't understood, like if you haven't gotten it, if it hasn't clicked for you by the time that TMZ guy gets there, just turn it off. You don't even deserve to see the third. Like, honestly, it's just like, dude, like, don't pretend to like, why are you trying? Cause you know, you aren't, there's no way you enjoyed this. If I thought that I saw what you just saw, I'd hate it too. Yeah. But like, so uh, whatever. But you don't have to work hard to understand. It's there. It's, he's he's telling you if what you're, just you're like. Literally, just watch and listen. Don't like. And I'm not saying because I, I hate to be that guy that's like, get off your phone. But I'm just like, I mean, yeah, fuck yeah. it. Like, if you're on your phone during this, you will probably not understand it as well as you could. Yeah. Because it's Jordan Peele. It makes movies that are like audio visual experiences you need to be able to and not to say like if you're deaf or blind you can't experience it the same way but like you can't like he made it for you to enjoy on all those levels Mm -hmm. don't take one of those levels out because chances are it's meaning like he did it for he makes full use of everything at his uh in his in in his repertoire as a filmmaker yeah everything that you're allowed to do to make something to, to evoke emotion he uses that shit OJ's uh, TMZ man dead. After this, we we conduct our plan. OJ goes riding through the um, on on the back of Lucky um, with his plan. Has his hood, the eyes, and we're riding through. Uh, it's working. Things are doing uh, what they're supposed to do because um, we've we figured out that um, the way we keep plant uh, plant ear what the fuck Jean Jacket from eating us mm-hmm. is by avoiding eye contact. Right and. Um, think uh he doesn't like flags or or shit like he well jean jacket has a negative opinion of these flags right the last time he ate a horse what appeared to be a horse that had these flags it wasn't a horse it was a big piece of plastic Uh and fiberglass and it got all junked up in his in his innards (laughs) and uh and jean jacket was not happy he did not like it he painted their house because of it very very unhappy with uh what they fed him and so anytime he sees flags he's like oh i don't want to eat that and so that's why they have devised this very genius plan which it's a they, ge- and again the plan is so good because they don't explain it it reveals itself as it happens mm-hmm. it's not like oh and then we're going to use the f- inflatable f- you know arm man the car salesman and when they stop flailing in the air that'll mean that it's coming closer because it's killing the batteries mm. uh and then uh he has these two things on the back of his hoodie that look like eyes so when he puts that on it'll think that he's looking at it and so it'll follow him and then he'll just flip out these flags and then it, it'll see the flags and it'll turn away and it's like like, they don't explain any of that. You get it because it's a simple enough plan. And you're if you're watching it, and I understand, like and you put it all together. And I, I will I will not I'll be the first to say this movie needs more than one viewing to really understand yeah. it. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't blame someone if they didn't get all of that on the first watch. And I'm still realizing things now. Yeah. I was talking exactly. to a friend of mine uh yesterday about it, and there was something that she brought up that I was like, Oh, that is so obvious, and I didn't think about it. Um, having to do with balloons. Mm. We haven't gotten to the end yet. Yeah. So, so, um, so anyway, uh, the plan works. We get we get a whole bunch of film footage of Jean Jacket and Antlers. They've done their job. They've achieved their goal. We've won. 
The day has won. OJ, we got film. Jean Jacket's still here, but we're everybody's alive. A little banged up. We can make some money. Or, or no, this is before everybody's banged up. Yeah, we got our footage. Everything's good. We're good. We lost TMZ, man, but whatever. Fuck them. Uh, Antlers, um, because he's a psycho. Mm-hmm. We've established it. it. There's no reason for you to be confused why this man would feel the need to be consumed with the job of what he's doing and then and then be consumed by an alien being I, uh, the way some because someone was genuinely like am i really supposed to believe that he would kill himself over that and i'm like yes yes let's that's the one thing you're supposed to believe why else would he be this way he is an artist who in this case literally dies for his work dies for his art is that so what and he knows it's done because they tell him. They're just like, okay. Like Angel is just like, no, 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 man. We're, we, we, we got, got the it. shot. We got it. He's and he's like, like, ooh. Daylight. But that light's going to be, per- we're going to enter the, he basically like, we're going to enter the golden hour. We're- you know, whenever the sun is getting low in the sky and it's the perfect time to take photographs. And I video. Sw- I'm telling you guys, this lens flare on jean jacket's going to be fucking killer. This we is- got to do it again. And And they, I mean, reiterate throughout the movie of- you know, they're looking for the Oprah shot. Mm-hmm. They're looking for the money shot. They're mm-hmm. looking for the perfect shot. The shot of a lifetime. And 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 Antlers literally says to Emerald, cause she cause she is a saleswoman, if nothing else. She yes. can sell the shit out of something. Um and she's like, you know, we're like cause he's asking, like, this is back when they're recruiting him. She's he's asking what the job is, and she's saying, you know, we're trying to get through this. She says the stuff the dreams are made of. And he you know, wisely says, if you're all your like the shit that like you're chasing, you're just gonna end up on a mountaintop and you're not gonna get what you're looking for. That is so deep. Like, there's so much in that. And I, because I can't remember the exact line, but if that is even close to the exact line, again, perfectly written script because he, at the end, walks up a mountain to get this final shot and pays with pays for it with his life. Like it's. I don't know how much more obvious. And he makes some other, he has some other line about like, oh, shot of a lifetime. And he's just like, well, hopefully not my lifetime. And it like, it struck me both times. Just like, is he, what does that mean? Like, is he, is he making a joke of just like, well, hopefully I don't die for this. But then whenever it comes to it, like he's perfectly willing to die for this because he knows that there's never going to be another, a a better uh, opportunity. Exactly. So after Antlers decides to just go AWOL and um, kill himself, I guess, uh, er- everybody's everything goes to shit. Like, yeah, a- everybody almost gets eaten. Um, uh, Angel has to tie himself down with barbed wire. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Emerald gets sucked up, but then uh, she's able to get away. She's far enough away to avoid being like sucked all the way up, but she's still pretty high in the ground that when she falls... She she She's has like, a wind yeah. she has a limp the rest of the movie so she probably hurt herself a little bit yeah um and then G- OJ uh he he I think he makes it out the best right uh, he's just he, kind of like more downtrodden because he's watching like we achieved our goal we did the thing and then he's watching it all fall apart and then, but and the th- but uh, and he's powerless to do anything about it he almost gets eaten too though he has to he's on uh lucky yeah and then uh he like once we realize what's going on. He like lets Lucky, which he's smart. Like Lucky's eyes are covered. So like mm-hmm. Lucky's fine. Um, and so like, he's like, Lucky run around. I'll just hide under the shed here. And then if 
I'm not mistaken, he almost gets sucked up in the shed, or that might be happening. That early. was earlier. Yeah, that was. But yeah. he's had a couple times where like he's been under something, and we, th- the way that they dole out the rules mm-hmm. of how this alien operates. You know, if you're inside, are you safe? But if you're inside certain structures, you're not safe because he's in this little like shed a couple times, and he seems to be fine. He's like pulled up and like hits the ceiling, mm-hmm. but then whenever. Uh, Whenever M is in the shed, the other shed with the cameras, mm-hmm. it just Jean Jacket just rips the roof off of it yeah. eventually, mm-hmm. and then he rips the whole house apart. And like, is it? Oh, he's now become more angry, and so he's just fucking shit up just to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which maybe very yeah. At this point, like I think it's very temperamental. It's very much Gordy the, tearing I, the the set apart. I think like, and just killing anybody who walks in his in his general direction. The whole like, point is. Don't underestimate it. Like, why would you even assume that it would like that it can't? Like the the the, the way that people are so, um, it's actually kind of funny. Speaks to uh, there's a sequence and there's like a, a bit of a there's a joke in HBO's Watchmen of um people being like, well, Doctor Manhattan can't do that. And it's like, wait, uh, excuse me, did you did he give you a list of things he can do, can and can't do? So like, he's a god at this point. If I live in that universe, I'm assuming he can do anything. Anything. And because of that, I'm not going like I'm like he can do anything. If Jean Jacket, I don't I'm not going to assume that like I'm safe under a roof. I'm going to I'm going to hope I am, mm-hmm. but I'm not assuming that like as soon as I get under this roof I'm safe because what the, it's a fucking alien. Like what do you mean? Yeah. The, you've never what is this thing called? You have no you don't yeah, even, you, you have no even, idea. And uh, the that idea is also, I think, shown in whenever it's over the house and it's doing its thing, Angel gets up under the table. Mm-hmm. He grabs a knife and he gets up under the table, which is a ref- is like a reflection of uh, Jupe, Jupe hiding yeah. under the table mm-hmm. from Gordy. But then it also it it brings forth these like 1950s, 60s duck and cover like. The atomic bomb's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and just get under that table, and you're gonna be perfectly fine. And it, it like it, it kind of lends itself to those imagery, and it's a big flying saucer, which is very fifties, yeah, you know, B movie stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't know, I just, I think all of that is, uh, all of that is chosen for a reason. Yes, that's the thing. Uh, that's that's. The th- I think if everyone, if people could, the sooner people realize that everything you see in a movie was was a was a choice, then that's. The sooner they'll understand that, like, I think the sooner people will be able to understand movies better. Absolutely. Um, but after that, uh, M is trying to get away. She finds TMZ's uh, TMZ man's motorcycle. Yes. Which is very clutch, except Jean Jacket is still in the vicinity. The, electro- the electricity is out. And so OJ, in his infinite wisdom, uh, lures Jean Jacket away. And it, it's a very emotional sequence because Emerald is witnessing what's happening and he's uh and then we get a little we get a cut back to like a callback to a moment um when they were children mm-hmm. like he points to her and it, it's it's a really cute moment um very sad and uh he once he gets jean jacket far enough away the 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 motorcycle comes to life she's able to ride she uh then is she um once once the motorcycle's up and running she's able to take off and uh jean jacket follows her she goes to Jupiter's claim and she has the idea 
there's this really big version of a car salesman, except it is way bigger and it's in the it's jupe. It's like a it's like a version of jupe. Yeah. And so she decides it's like a cowboy, he's winking. Yeah. And then so she she's uh decides to uh 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 pull up all the the um what are those things called? Like the guide wires yeah, that are she, holding this big balloon down. She 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 pulls all that stuff up and um gets it into the air. And then she um, j- just to, to trick Jean Jacket into thinking it's food. And then she, while in, in the process of that, realize uh, thinks of, oh, I can still get a picture. There's the well from earlier, the well, the picture well. She goes over. There's a bunch of coins all over. She because um, presumably it has spit all of these things out because it cannot eat them. Yes. So they're all they're littering the ground. All it's these coins literally all over the place. And the I don't know if we mentioned the well camera earlier. No, we in didn't. the middle of the like. Jupiter's, uh, claim. Jupiter, Jupiter's claim, uh, old timey Western theme park. There is a uh, like a picture opportunity with a camera that is down in a well, and you look down at it, and then you turn a cr- somebody turns a crank, and it takes a Polaroid picture of you um, to give basically the look of the poster of Kid Sheriff, mm-hmm. where they're looking down a well, presumably. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you get to take a picture like it's that. It's a it's a cool 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 callback. But it is a hand cranked. Polaroid camera. camera, yeah, um, and then so that as after she's released the big helium uh, filled uh, jupe, uh, Jean Jacket ca- uh, sees it, and at this point, Jean Jacket has unfurled. It's no longer yes. UFO. It is whatever the fuck it is. It's beautiful. Yes, it's really it looks cool like a jellyfish. It looks like a f- like a hibiscus flower. Something I noticed on second watch, jupes jacket his mm-hmm. his red jacket cowboy jacket that he's wearing for his show mm-hmm. on the back very clearly even the first time you watch it there is a ufo between his shoulder yes yeah, yeah the rest of it is covered in these flowers that look like oh, jean jacket unfurled i know what i will be looking for next time i watch yep. it um it jumped out at me the second time but uh so we she's successfully tricked Jean Jacket into eating uh the big the big helium thing and it's cool to watch it eat because it's yeah. it's it's like a um because uh and it's also a, a nice piece of tension because as she's doing the hand crank the the camera she's trying to make sure that she just gets a shot of it of of right. of Jean Jacket as and she just needs a shot that's yeah, the whole have point to be perfect that's what we're looking for we just need a shot of it and doesn't it, have to be perfect antlers and, <laughs> just has to be a shot incidentally it doesn't have to be oprah it just has to yeah. be good enough um and incidentally um as jean jacket pounces on uh helium jupe it uh she gets the perfect picture it eats it um and we've seen that it does not like inorganic matter it just ate a really big inorganic thing. It pops inside of it because like, mm-hmm. it, it sucks it all in. And um, I guess in the process of chewing, whatever, um, it pops and that kills, presumably kills Jean Jacket. Mm-hmm. Jean Jacket explodes. And as far as we can tell, as far as we're led to believe, Jean Jacket is now dead. Yeah, that is the end of it. We Yeah. And then, um, you know, in Triumph, Emerald, Emerald sits down. Um, she sees news people coming up to Jupiter's claim, probably getting wind of what happened. They're coming in just as everything's ended. Mm-hmm. Um, for good reason. Good, good. Go on them because they would have died. Uh, and then we see, because at this point, we still don't know if OJ survived. So uh, she turns over to uh, just a, she looks over underneath 
not the entrance, but something. There's like a, well, heading toward the amphitheater, um, where they do the the UFO yeah. feeding show. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, there's a there's a banner that basically says it says out yonder because mm-hmm. it's all Western themed. Yeah, and OJ is sitting atop his horse. Um, the dust clears. She sees him, and then the last thing we see is a Polaroid of jean jacket unfurled, pouncing, and then nope credits that uh was the movie it it fittingly and we haven't even mentioned this before but it's like them as a family in the trailer it tells you this but in the movie it also you know that they are descendant of the black man on a horse the, the first very first you know, first as as i love the way she put it the first uh stuntman movie star and um horse jockey or something yeah and all the rolled into one and i was like yeah that's yeah. and it ends with a black man on a horse. And therein lies the genius of Jordan Peele. Um, so yeah, that that was nope. There's a lot to it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm looking we, at my notes and I'm just like, dude, I could sit here and talk another hour about yeah, this. Yeah, we, we clearly enjoyed it. Um, a lot to be said. Uh, I'm going to be watching it a lot. This is, I don't know if I said it already. This is one of my all-time favorite movies now. Um, this is just... It has the perfect mix of everything for me, um, and it just it does a lot. It's it's a it's a great movie, and I remember when it got announced last year, last summer, mm-hmm. and I was hyped for it, and for good reason. It was I was not let down the same way Tenet let me down. Fair as a movie, because and I love Tenet. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Tenet is like I I'm a Nolan fanboy, so and like, there I'll is watch a anything. lot going on there, and I there's a lot. Tenet has its problems. Yes. Um, but Mainly not. it's this problem right here. <laughs> you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Like, I feel like I just, like, heard a, a part of the movie. <laughs> um, but that's enough of that, guys. Uh, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, you guys can find the show wherever you find podcasts. Uh, please share us with any of your friends that you think would be interested in movies, TV shows. Uh, they like sports. You know, this is a sports kind of theme show. <laughs> uh, or a sports, a, a, a movie-themed, uh, excuse me, a sports-themed movie podcast. Um. Uh, yeah. Wait till you get to brackets of uh, sports movies. Oh boy, dude, that would be. It's got. We got to do it at one point eventually. Um, but where can they find you, at, man? Oh, they can find me uh, most anywhere online at that D Rosenberg. That's R O S E N B E R G. Uh, and that's you know Twitter, Instagram, and the like anywhere else. Really. Nice, All, everywhere that matters, if you will. True. Um. And you guys can find me on Instagram at flyguy.tie, two eyes and fly. You can find me on Twitter at flyguytie7, two eyes and fly again, of course. And you can find my lovely, lovely co-host who couldn't make it today, Quattro, um, at <sighs> fuck In, uh, Quattro IV with a, with a period between the C and the U on Instagram and on Twitter. He is he used to be Red Kool Aid or some bullshit. What is that motherfucker now? Let me. I'm gonna get. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a help him out today. I'm, I'm feeling nice. Um, if I can find his YouTube, his Twitter. If I can't, then I'm not gonna tell you guys. Wow, Cyrus. And we will cut all this out. <laughs> now you know what. Keep it in. Double it. <laughs> Am I really like unable to? Oh, there it is. Uh, Quattro IV underscore. There you go. Um, but again, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, but without further ado, am I missing anything? Nope. Don't care. Nope. Whoa, whoa. That's the name of the movie. Uh, But without further ado, everybody, brackets and B-rolls.
Frankie. Frankie.